Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm reading in the old gray lady. Don't get worried. There's a reason I have the New York Times and not the New York Post. You'll find out momentarily. I'm reading in the old gray lady that uh, Vladimir Putin is really pissed off. And this time he says he has no problem dropping nuclear weapons on the West, on the NATO allies of the Ukraine, on the Ukraine, and yes, on the U.S. of A. This man is wackadoodle, and he says this time he ain't kidding around like the last time he was kidding around. So let's see, the chaos of the war is the focal point of the march of the dictators, despots, and tyrants to the United Nations General Assembly that have tied up Manhattan like a knot. Have they resolved anything? No. Zelensky wants more weapons, and he says, I don't pay attention to Vlad. He's just, don't believe the hype. Now, easy for you to say, Zelensky, but you have no nukes. Ukraine gave up the nukes right after the dissolution of the old Soviet Union, the evil empire. As they dissolved, Bill Clinton bought all the nuclear weapons and decommissioned them from the Ukraine. Now, maybe it would have been smart to hold on to a few of the nuclear weapons. And I don't think Vlad would be talking like this, but he's pissed because Zelensky, you have launched a counteroffensive in the north and it has been very successful. So now, now that we're in the eye of the storm, Vlad has just called up 300,000 reservists. He's going on all-point attack. But he has said he'll drop the big one. Now, where would you drop the big one if you wanted to uh, really throw some nuclear weaponry at the United States? Well, first and foremost, it would right be over the Empire State Building, the epicenter, Manhattan, New York City, five boroughs, right? And it's going to cause us to have to remember, what would we do if the big one struck? Now, I must tell you, listening to Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, the mayor, he put out a PSA that was lame, that made no freaking sense, that said that if you're stuck on the Bell Parkway, you're stuck on the Grand Central Parkway, you got to seek shelter. That would be impossible. So let me try it. Let me travel back in the time machine to when I was just a young whippersnapper. It was 1960. It was at the height of the Cold War. Nikita Khrushchev was at the General Assembly, and he was banging his shoe on the table saying, we will bury you. We will annihilate you with nuclear weapons. So America prepared for the inevitability that Nikita Khrushchev might launch nuclear holocaust. Remember, he get us, but we get him. So we were told by a turtle in a PSA that if all of a sudden we hear the big one, that we are supposed to immediately drop to our knees and duck and cover, duck and cover, because all of a sudden the fires coming out of the bowels of this atomic weapon would wither you. 
But if you duck and cover, you got to do it with the New York Times. Hey, man, the New York Post, Daily News, Newsday ain't going to cut it. Newark Star Ledger. So remember, remember the old turtle who reminded us, duck and cover, but do it with the old gray lady because it'll insulate you better from nuclear fallout. Oh, yeah. Well, this is not STP, the racist edge of Andy Granatelli. Remember STP? Ah, you wouldn't remember, you hipsters and millennials. They used to sell tractor trailers full of STP, the racist edge, because you would put that in your high-performance car, your muscle car, your GTO, your Firebird, and it would suck up all the moisture out of the gas and give you better efficiency and proficiency. But this is not STP, no, no, no. This is an STD, sexually transmitted disease. Little boys, little girls out there understand that historically, these sexually transmitted diseases have wiped out hundreds of thousands, millions of people, and caused horrible deaths. Remember how syphilis invaded the medulla and cerebellum of America's public enemy number one, Al Capone? as he wiled away in his cell in Alcatraz, an inability to escape Alcatraz, he was heard oftentimes at night screaming in pain, ah, like so many others, because the syphilis was eating his medulla and cerebellum, his brain. They didn't know at that point to use penicillin. There was no penicillin at that point. And then slowly but surely, as time moved on, Individuals decided, well, if I get sexually transmitted diseases, if I get my letter all of a sudden from the Board of Health that says, uh-oh, double trouble, I got to approach everybody that I've had any sexual contact with and let them know I've been diagnosed with a sexually transmitted disease. Could have been ah, syphilis, could have been crabs, could have been any number of sexually transmitted diseases, could have been hepatitis C, oh, mother of mine. And now, all of a sudden, the rates are skyrocketing. Oh, we don't have to worry about monkeypox anymore because it was restricted to gay men having sex, obviously, with gay men or bisexual men. 99.9% of the cases. But a sexually transmitted disease, almost anybody can get, right? You could be homosexual, bisexual, heterosexual. You could be non-binary. You could be one of 72 different sexually active associations. Or you could be any number of genders. The only ones who can escape this is if you're asexual. That means you abstain. You abscond from sex. You don't even have sex. So what is the cure? The Curtis Sliver recipe and cure. Twofold. Number one, because it is generally transmitted by men to women through sexual contact and to others. I would suggest that the men of America, in order to stem the rise of sexually transmitted diseases, STDs, have the old performance method ready. It is saltpeter. It should be put in your Cheerios in the morning. It should be put in your food. It worked for years in prisons, in the military, and all of a sudden a man's male member was flaccid instead of turgid, which meant he didn't have the urge to merge. That's one benefit. Number two, the old tried and true rubber, a.k.a. Jimmy Cap, a.k.a. prophylactic, a.k.a. condom. 
I know it takes a wave of syphilis and sexually transmitted diseases and a number of other sexually transmitted maladies to get people to once again put on their jimmy caps and to have safe sex. And ultimately, if you want to be super safe, put on a bulletproof body condom. It will avoid you from becoming a victim of lead poisoning and you will not catch a sexually transmitted disease. You see what I do for you, Curtis Lee, offers you all these remedies to so many medical-related problems. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, the MTA, the money-taking agency, which does a horrible, miserable job of running the subways, has rated the three worst stations in the vast system as being the following. And I almost concur with their conclusion. Number one, without a doubt, 110th Street, right before the entrance of Central Park, which is where the two and the three train stops. It is littered constantly with all kinds of debris, with flotsam and jetsam, with rats, with mice, with homeless, with emotionally disturbed. It's a dangerous station that is in a curve, and it has a big cinder block I call it cement square right in the middle that blocks your egress and blocks your ability to see what's going on from one end to the other. It's a mugger's delight. So number one, one-tenth on the two and the three. I concur. Number two, they say 116th Street on the number six train, Lexington Avenue. Ah, mezzi, mezzi, poco, poco. It can be a little dicey. Definitely in terms of uh, being a mugger's delight. I wouldn't say necessarily, though, it's the dirtiest or it's the most difficult to use. And then they claim 149th Avenue, where you have the two, the three, the five train. And um, I concur. There's a lot of activity there. There's a lot of ripoffs. There's a lot of jostlers, pickpockets. There's a lot of muggings. There's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of homeless and emotionally disturbed. But other stations they didn't mention. 116th Street on the west side. Where the two and the three are, yeah, that's worse than the one 116th on the east side. And 125th Street on the west side, that can get a little dicey as, as well as 135th. So look, choose your poison. They're all bad stations. It's just the level of dangerousness and the level of flotsam and jetsam and the level of just unsanitary conditions. Now, what is the best train? Used to be one of the worst. A train that I grew up and was literally born to ride at the age of five. I was riding the subway by myself in 1959. It was the LL line, lousy line, Rockaway Parkway, last stop, Canarsie, to 8th Avenue where you'd hook up with the A train, now the C train, and the E train. Now it is considered the best. Why? Because all the hipsters and millennials, they flooded into northern Brooklyn. In fact, they go all the way now. So interesting. From Bedford Avenue, the first stop in Brooklyn, all the way to Bushwick Avenue, all the hipsters and millennials. And man, that used to be a real dicey location. So I concur. LL train, 
has the most on-time traffic, tends to be the cleanest, tends to have the most hipsters and millennials. The worst strain, I also concur with the conclusions of the riding public. Not the MTA, the money-taking agency, because they don't even ride the trains that they're responsible to manage from J Street, Borough Hall. The D train. D train for danger goes all the way from Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue to 205th Street, Dyer Avenue in the Northern Bronx. And let me tell you something, dirty. The trains themselves on the outside, the windows are dirty. I don't think they've been cleaned in a month of Sundays. A lot of homeless people, a lot of them emotionally disturbed. And once you hit the Bronx, there are these vast stations that are like double-deckers. No need for that. They no longer have the traffic that they did years and years ago when the Bronx had a huge population. Oh, Tremont Avenue, whoa, danger, 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 Mr. Robinson, danger. So actually, I concur with the writers. L-Train, the best. D-Train, the worst. Like the march of the wooden soldiers, New Yorkers from Buffalo to Brooklyn continue to pack their bags and to continue to exodus what used to be the Empire State, but it's like rusted right to the core. Fleeing, flight, hysteria, no hype here. And what it's the result of? First and foremost, crime, crime everywhere, especially in the urban areas. You look at the flight patterns out of New York City, out of Newburgh in Orange County, uh, the uh, Camden on the Hudson, out of Albany, which has had drive-by shootings, out of Troy, which is crime central, out of Utica, which has had incredible crime, Syracuse, Rochester. It's no longer Rochester. It's Rot, R-O-T, Chester. Per capita, per person, the most violent crime city in New York State, superseding even New York City of the five boroughs, and then, of course, Buffalo. So you say to yourself, that's reason number one. Reason number two, are the highest state taxes in the United States of America with local, county, town, and village taxes to boot. Number three, quality of life. It's going down, 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 down. So people say it's just not worth the hassle. And then lastly, the failure of the public school system, which most children go to. Most kids are not even reading at grade level, can't even do math at grade level, whether at third grade, sixth grade, or in junior high school. So you say to yourself, you work so hard to raise your family, to have a decent quality of life. You pay so much back in taxes, and you get so little services. So number one choice to go to is Florida. Oh, yeah, alternate choices, a lot cheaper than Florida is Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee. But even in Florida now, even though inflation has struck hard in Florida, DeSantis land, Freedom land, you can barely find property insurance because of the potentiality of hurricanes. You can't get flood insurance because of the potentiality of hurricanes. Car insurance has skyrocketed. Inflation has eaten, especially into the budgets of senior citizens. So you say to yourself, how come so many people are fleeing to Florida? A better quality of life, less crime, and believe it or not, overall, per capita, per person, a better public school system. Now, the problem is that what generally had attracted a lot of people not only to live in Florida, but to work in Florida, to visit Florida, to vacation in Florida, was Disney World, right? Epcot Center. But ever since DeSantis went to war against Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, 
and establish that you will not be independent and autonomous. You will not exist separately as the Vatican exists in Italy. The Vatican is its own independent nation, not subject to the laws of Italy. And that's the way it was for Disney World for a long, long time. Well, guess what? DeSantis said we're cutting that umbilical cord. You're going to have to function like any other town, village, borough, county. And Disney World has plummeted. Its rates for the rides and for a day pass have risen. The quality of the rides, ah, breaking down all the time. Long, long waits. People not even rolling around with those big turkey legs. They used to have two in each hand in the electric wheelchairs that obviously we, the taxpayers, pay for. It's just not the Disney World that people anticipated it to be. And yet people are still coming. Because with all that mishigash, with all those problems that they have in Florida, an inability to find rental space now, an inability to lease space, to buy homes, prices, astronomical, it's still preferred by New Yorkers who are free. 